0: In this worship experience we want to talk for a few minutes from the subject satanic attacks satanic attacks we're only 10 days into 2021 and yet all of us have been painfully reminded of the presence of satan the purpose of this message is to warn us that we need to be prepared to deal with Satan's attacks. Let's be clear. Satan is always present. Job 1, 6, and 7 shares with us a conversation between God and Satan where God asks Satan what he's been doing. And Satan responds, going here and there checking out things on earth. Jesus cautions Simon Peter in Luke 22 and 31, stay on your toes. Satan has tried his best to separate all of you from me like chaff from wheat. Paul warns us about the viciousness of Satan this way in Ephesians 6, 11, and 12. He says, this is no afternoon athletic contest where we'll walk away at the end and forget about it in a couple of hours. He says, this is for keeps, a life or death fight to the finish against the devil and all his angels. And Peter describes Satan in 1 Peter 5 and 8 as poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. Don't ever think that Satan is not present. And don't ever think that Satan is not dangerous. Now I've said and I believe that we give Satan too much credit. Scripture makes it clear that satanic power is finite. Scripture makes it clear that Satan can't make any headway without willing cooperation from us. But therein lies the problem. In this world, there are plenty of people who are willing to be cooperatives with Satan. And when Satan and the cooperatives get together, the damage that is caused is devastating. Donald J. Trump and his sycophantic supporters in the administration and in Congress have been cooperatives with Satan for a while now. And we saw the most recent result of that collaboration Wednesday when our nation's capital was under siege when five people lost their lives while thousands of others were put in harm's way. We saw how attractive Satan can be when business people from this community, owners of grocery stores and restaurants and other services that we have patronized through the years got on planes and made their way to DC to be a part of a hate-filled, racist, xenophobic, violent activity secure in their whiteness that nothing bad was going to happen to them there? and no price will be paid for their evil upon their return home. Satan has cooperatives that stand in pulpits and espouse hate and bigotry under the guise of patriotism. Satan has Cooperatives within the evangelical right that claim to want to protect the rights of the unborn, but have no interest in protecting the rights of people who are born black and brown. Satan has cooperatives that merge their considerable resources to keep doors of opportunity closed to the marginalized and the disenfranchised who think that $2,000 is too much for people who are struggling through this pandemic. Satan has cooperatives that sit in corporate offices and think about ways that they can get richer while standing on the necks of the poor. Satan has cooperatives within the Baton Rouge Police Union and the Civil Service Board that are not interested in making Baton Rouge safe, but interested in making Baton Rouge safe from people who look like you and me. And by any means necessary. Make no mistake about it. Satan is always present. Satan is always on the attack. We find him everywhere. And we see him in all kinds of people. He tempted Judas to betray Jesus and he tempted Peter to deny Jesus and he tempted James and John to ask for selfish positions and he tempted Paul to relish in his arrogance. He tempted Ananias and Sapphira to lie and he tempted Simon the sorcerer to perpetrate a bribe. There's too much evidence available to us, biblical, historical, and personal for us to be unprepared for Satan's attack in our lives. Well, since this is so, the next thing that we need to ask ourselves is how do we prepare for satanic attacks? And in response to that, I invite you to consider an incident that took place in the early church involving Paul and Barnabas. Acts 14 records the details of their first missionary journey. In the previous chapter, Acts chapter 13, Luke records that while the church at Antioch was in prayer, the Holy Spirit spoke and told them to set Paul and Barnabas apart for missionary work. And they were to carry the gospel message to various places in southern Asia. It was a commission to launch an attack into Satan's threshold. As they went, they had many encounters with the enemy. At Paphos, they encountered Satan in a Jewish magician named Elimus who opposed their teaching. But by the power of the Holy Spirit, Satan was dealt a hard blow. Elymas was temporarily struck with blindness because he opposed the gospel. Then in Pisidia, the missionaries effectively proclaimed Jesus to the people and won many over to the way. But Satan pushed back. He, he tempted the Jewish orthodoxy of the region to drive them out of the area. And now in Iconium, we see another occurrence of Satan attacking the church. In Iconium, there was a strong population of Jews residing and worshiping there in a synagogue. Paul and Barnabas began their ministry there and their work got a positive response. Luke says they spoke so effectively that a great number of Jews and non-Jews believed. Shiloh, as we move into 20, 21, if we're going to effectively combat the forces of Satan, then we must effectively proclaim the good news of Jesus. Proclamation is done with the mouth through preaching and singing and praying. But proclamation is also done with our living. Jesus taught us, let your light so shine in the world that people will see your good work and give glory to our Father in heaven. When it's done right. Proclamation will cause people to have an encounter with Christ. When it's done right, proclamation will show people the more excellent way. If we're serious about the mission of the church, then we've got to be more serious about proclaiming the word. Paul and Barnabas were effective proclaimers, but their success did not come without trouble. Satan attacked by tempting some of the Jews to reject their message. And in turn, these rejecting Jews poison the minds of the non-Jews against Paul and Silas. Church, one tool of Satan when he attacks is that he will distort our reality. Paul and Barnabas were being effective proclaimers of the gospel of Christ, but what they were saying wasn't what Satan wanted them to hear and embrace. And so he whispered in the ears of the unbelieving Jews, and they whispered in the ears of the non-Jews, and they all stirred up trouble for Paul and Barnabas, in the same way, Satan wants to distort our reality today. Satan wants us to believe his lies over God's truth. Satan is still trying to poison minds and distort our reality. Satan is still whispering to people that violence and hate are acceptable ways of responding to opposition. Satan is still whispering to people that when trouble comes, the first thing we need to do is pick up a stick and fight. Satan is still whispering the lie to people that we are the captains of our own souls and the masters of our own fate. All these are our distortions designed to pull us away from God and from God's call on our lives. But when these distortions come, we must make up our minds that Satan must be resisted. We must make up our minds that we're not going to quit. That's what Luke reports about Paul and Barnabas. They refused to quit and they resisted Satan vigorously. They stayed a long time. They spoke freely, openly, and confidently as they presented the clear evidence of God's gifts. Despite propaganda poisoning people's minds against the gospel, Paul and Barnabas were so committed to their work that there was never any intention on their part to stop. And the text says God corroborated their work with miracles and wonders. My brothers and sisters, when Satan attacks, his attack may make us want to give up. Being a Christian doesn't take the sting out of the hurts that people inflict on us, and it always hurts when we're rejected by those that we are trying to help. But if we are to be successful for Jesus, then we can't quit just because Satan attacked. James tells us that if we resist the devil... He will flee, but he also tells us how to resist the devil. He says that you have to submit your way to the Lord. Paul tells us how to resist the devil. Put on the whole armor of God so that when the tough times come, you'll be able to stand. We have to dig in. We have to redouble our commitment to the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have to resist satanic attacks. Well, the final thing that I want you to see is that when Satan attacks, you've got to be willing to stay the course. Paul and Barnabas stood on the power of the gospel and on the conviction of their calling. And Luke says they stayed in Iconium for a long time, speaking boldly about the Lord and performing signs and wonders. But don't overlook what's said in verse 7. When they learned that the Jews and non-Jews had been organized by their leaders to beat them up, they left as quickly as they could and went to the other towns. But when they went to the other towns, they were right back at what they were doing. They were sharing the gospel message. In other words, they did the best that they could where they were. And when they were no longer able to stay where they were, they moved to a different place. But when they moved to a different place, they went doing the same thing. My brothers and sisters, sometimes you can't stay where y'all. Sometimes it gets a little rough where you are. Sometimes you've got to make a move. But when you make a move, don't leave out the message that brought you to where you are. The message is good wherever you go. If folk won't hear you in one place, shake the dust off your feet and carry the message someplace else. The message will hold you. When trouble around you is happening, the message will keep you when folk are trying to destroy you. The message will pick you up when folk are trying to pull you down. The message will enfold you in power so that even when your enemies try to destroy you, they won't be able to do it all. You might not be able to stay in the same place all the time, but wherever you go, the message needs to be the same. What is it that we teach our children to sing when they are coming up? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine everywhere. I go, I'm going to let it shine. In my neighbor's home, I'm going to let it shine. On my job, I'm going to let it shine. In my social circle, I'm going to let it shine. Why? Because Jesus gave it to me, and I'm going to let it shine. I ain't going to let Satan put it out. I'm going to let it shine. you might have to move your geographical location but don't ever change the message I once was lost in sin but Jesus took me in and and then a little light from heaven saved my soul he bathed my heart in love and he wrote my name above and just A little talk with Jesus makes me whole. Don't change the message. He picked me up and turned me around. He planted my feet on a solid foundation. He's my door opener. He's my way maker. He's my heart fixer. He's my burden bearer. He's my mind regulator. I will trust in him. They left from where they were. They moved to a different place. But when they got where they were going, they were sharing the same message. Not everybody wants to hear what you have to say. Sometimes folk will try to shut you up and shut you down. That's just satanic attacks. When folk try to shut you up, say it all the more. Say it just as loud as you can. Proclaim it everywhere you go. I am what I am because God blessed me. I am what I am because God saved me. I am what I am because God touched me and you can't shut me up. Storm buildings, wave flags, stomp and shout. Fold up your arms and hold your breath till you turn blue. It ain't going to stop me from telling you Jesus saves. Jesus is my all and all. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you for this word that reminds us that we will face satanic attacks. That we will face trials and tribulations on every hand. But we should not be dissuaded. We should not be discouraged. We should not be distressed. For we are enfolded in your love and in your power. We ask you, God, that we would stand on the platform of holiness that you have placed us. And that we be proclaimers with sincerity and certainty that Jesus is the answer for the world today. Bless this simple word which has gone forth may be a help to those who have heard. Now, dear God, we open the doors of your church. If there's someone who's been a part of this worship experience who does not know you in the pardon of their sin, we pray that something that has been said or done would touch their hearts and cause them to give their lives to you. We ask it humbly in the name of your son, Jesus, and for his sake we pray. Amen.
1: mm mm-hmm.